Hello, and welcome to another episode of Have We Met. This is your weekly pop playlist, and my name is Brett. I'll be your host for today. We will be going through all of the new pop releases from Friday, August 11th. And before we get started, I do want to apologize. The playlist is a day late this week because I was away in Montreal for the weekend celebrating Pride and didn't get back until late last night where I slept for uh, about 12 hours. The other reason I want to apologize is while I was in Montreal, I went to see the Maya concert on Friday and I screamed for so loudly and for so longly that I still have not fully recovered. But hopefully that extra gravelly quality will massage your inner eardrums while we talk through this week's newest releases. There are a bunch of songs I'm really excited about this week, but before we get into the music, I just want to remind you that you can follow the podcast on Instagram at HaveWeMetPod. In the bio, you will find the links to our playlists on Spotify and Apple Music, and there you can follow along. The songs are in order as I talk about them, so if you're enjoying one, you can snag it for your own playlist. You can also check out the album art because I like to talk about that as well. Uh, the other links there are to follow the podcast on both Spotify and Apple Music, though we are on some other places that you can stream it. And there is also a link to donate. If you feel like you're enjoying the playlist and you want this to keep going, I would love a little bit of extra support from you. Uh, if you don't have PayPal, you can always ask for my email address and you can send me an e-transfer there. I received another really generous e-transfer from my friend Emily, who used to take my spin class all the time. Uh, so thank you so much, Emily. I know a huge part of finding a great spin instructor is someone that you really enjoy their music that they're playing. And so I am so glad that you have followed me over here to continue to uh, take my taste on with you. I really appreciate the support and I uh, can't tell you how much it means to me, truly. So, why don't we get into it, all right? There's a couple songs that have soundtracked my entire weekend. The first one we're gonna listen to is this really uplifting, sort of new disco, housey song. It's sung by a woman named Kelly Lee, who's from the UK. She actually used to sing back up for Adele on tour, and she has a UK number one song with Duke Dumont called I Got You, which is an, a Whitney Houston cover but she is uncredited as the vocalist on that song. And I think that's probably part of why her name is maybe not as widely recognized as it should be. Her Instagram bio says, you know my voice, now get to know me, which I really love. She's an independent artist. She's had three top tens in the UK. And if you look at her, this is Kelly Lee playlist on Spotify, you'll see so many names you recognize. She's worked with Tiesto, Marshall Jefferson, Digital Farm Animals. So she's been a go-to vocalist for a really long time. So it's nice to hear her here on her own singing a song that she's really excited about. She wrote it with her then fiance, I think now husband, and it has that really romantic, uplifting feeling throughout. This is Birds and the Bees by Kelly Lee. And when the leaves turn brown And the warm seasons fade away See, isn't that romantic? It's always going to remind me of spending this weekend in Montreal with my love, Daryl. And I really think it just belongs on any summer playlist, any gym playlist, any dance playlist. It's a great, great song and one of my favorites of the week for sure. Now, speaking of people who have been writing songs with their significant others, that leads me to the second song I want to play for you today. It is by a woman named Danny Sylvia. 
She also wrote this with her husband, whose name is Barnaby Cox, though, as a producer, he goes by Barnes Noble. <laughs> that's funny, right? That's a smart joke. That's a, that's a joke for the, the readers in the room. I really love the way this song is written. It's really conversational. It's uh, as if she's apologizing to her friend who is not a fan of Eli. I get the sense her and Eli are exes and that her friends never really liked him, but that they have a certain kind of chemistry that she's having trouble letting go of. The song sounds really grand. It has these awesome synths, really punchy percussion, and she has this really nice high sort of glossy voice. And I really like the juxtaposition between that heavier kind of like banging synth with this higher nice pitched vocal it's really quite beautiful and the other thing that i really like here is that the song is four minutes long which in this day and age is a rarity now four minutes can feel like too long but what they do here is they give us a proper middle eight now i've had a few people say they like learning about song structure while we do this so if you don't know what the middle eight of a song is i'm here to tell you you might be calling it a bridge for me the bridge is the section of a song that connects the verse to the chorus so you have the verse you have like a little thing that changes it leads up into the chorus that's the bridge the middle eight is the part of the song in the middle huh go figure that is different from any other part of the song Maybe it slows it down. Maybe there's a different melody. Sometimes it goes into a key change. In this song, it goes into this almost like rock-influenced like guitar kind of breakdown, which normally I hear a guitar and I kind of run for the hills. But here I was like fully just like rocking out in my train seat listening to it. So as your musical lesson of the week, I'm going to play you the bridge into the first chorus of Eli. And then I'm going to play you the middle eight. And I'll see if you can understand what I'm talking about, OK? And I shouldn't do it. Okay, so that's the chorus, and I think we've all had those kind of weak moments with an X where we think, you know, never again, that's not happening, but then, you know, it's after midnight and you're really lonely and, you know, you have a cell phone. <laughs> and so I find it really relatable. Now, check this out. This is the middle eight of the song where we kind of, it sounds like she's going to bring it down and then it lifts up even higher. This is really just good songwriting. rush i love that in a song because it really it adds drama it makes the whole song feel complete you know i don't think you should have to need to listen to a song again right away in order to feel like you get enough out of it you know what i mean and i understand why people are doing that for streaming purposes for you know residuals that kind of thing but 
at the end of the day, a classic song is going to stand the test of time, regardless of whether it's two minutes long or not. And so I think they're actually Danny, this songwriter, she won the Best Songwriter of the Year Award at the Unsigned Music Awards back in 2016 in the UK. So I completely understand why. I think she completely gets what you need to take us on that full journey. It's really, really quite fabulous. I also want to say before we move on is that I love that she wrote that with her husband because it's a song about banging her ex. (laughs) That's just kind of a power move, isn't it? I actually think that's my song of the week. I know I didn't warn you with that before we started, but the more I talk about it, the more I appreciate it and the more excited I am about it. So we got that out of the way really quick, didn't we? (laughs) We are going to talk about another woman who I think is a songwriter you should know. Camille Angelina Purcell is her full name, but as a songwriter and producer, she goes by Camille with a K. She has been interested in pursuing music since she was very young in school. She was in plays and theater, that kind of thing. But her parents apparently wanted her to focus on her education. And she went off to school and got a master's in economics. Isn't that impressive? But music kept calling her back to the point where she has been referred to as the unofficial fifth member of Little Mix. Though I guess now she'd be the unofficial fourth member. She's behind writing so many of their most incredible, iconic songs. Shout out to my ex, Black Magic. But then I went and looked at her Written by Camille playlist, and my jaw just kept like <laughs> opening wider and wider and wider. More people that I recognize, more songs that I recognize. Uh, I'm Good, Baby Rexa, Cool, Dua Lipa, Sax by Fleur East, which is one of my all-time favorite songs. She's also written with Ray, Jesse Ware, with Flo this year, so... That is a really impressive list of artists to be going to her. She's even starting her own record label. It's called Pure Cut. And her debut album is going to be coming out on that record label this fall. It's called K1. And this, I think, is the third single we've heard from it. We've already got Muscle Memory, which is a duet with her and Niall Rogers, another huge name. She released Options, which is going to be featured on my Best of 2023 playlist. It's a great, great song. Very throwback R&B. And this is her new song. It's called Time to Kill. Check it out. So I told you that Camille wrote a song for Dua Lipa. That song was Cool. And the other co-writer on Cool is Tovlo. And guess who else has a new song out this week? The full... Oh, oh, hey, baby. Hi. How are you? Hey, how are you? Oh, you bring me a coffee? I am. That's so nice. I have a message on the mug for you. Oh, what is it? Does it say I'm a mean girl? <laughs> <laughs> You're, like, really pretty. You're really oh, pretty. I know, right? I just want you to remember that. Oh, I think you never <laughs> let me forget it. Thanks, baby. You're welcome. That's so nice. I love you too, guys. Hi, everyone. Hi. Thanks, babe. (laughs) Oh, that's nice. Um, Where were we? (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh, actually, this is the perfect segue because the song from Tovlo this week is called Elevator Eyes. 
I got to Montreal a day early. And so when I was kind of out in the village going around, I had all this new music playing. And Elevator Eyes was playing as I was coming up one of the really long escalators out of the Montreal Metro. And you could tell, like, when it's Pride, there's just, there's gay guys everywhere. Everybody's making eyes at each other. And so as I was going up, people were going down. And you could tell they were all kind of scoping me out, that sort of thing. And so I was like, wow, this is the perfect song. So then Daryl and I check into our hotel. We get into the elevator. We each put one AirPod in. And I click play on this. And so the very first time Daryl heard Elevator Eyes was standing in the elevator with me. And that's one of my favorite things about music is when it perfectly soundtracks your life. I think that's what makes it so special. When you hear a song and it takes you to that place, There's there, that's the reason why, right? And I love doing that for myself. I think, you know, one day I would love to like curate a, mu- a movie soundtrack, for example, because I find that's sort of what I do in my everyday life. Elevator Eyes is a gorgeous song. It's, it's a little slinkier, a little more down-tempo than a lot of the stuff on the rest of Tovlo's Dirt Femme album. It is the first song on the extended cut of that album. So she was putting out videos, you know, No One Dies From Love, To Die For, and the videos all had extended versions of the songs. The extended version of No One Dies From Love is on this album with the bridge. Sorry. (laughs) With the middle eight. Even I make mistakes too. It's okay. The middle eight is there. But there's a version of To Die For from the video, and the extended version isn't on the extended version of the album. So... uh, Personally, you know, I think that seems like a strange missed opportunity, but Toblo can typically do no wrong, so we'll let it slide this time. She wrote Elevator Eyes with one of my favorite songwriters, actually. His name is Joel Little. He's from New Zealand, so he's worked with a lot of New Zealand artists. Uh, Kids of 88, a very underrated band. Broods, another very underrated band. And with Lord. Now, Lord's debut album was almost exclusively written with Joel Little. So Royals, Team, Tennis Court. So you'll notice that same sort of stripped back, almost percussion-only production here, and it really lets the lyrics speak for themselves. So get into it. This is the A Chorus of Elevator Eyes by Tovlo. I'm on vacation, no obligations, When I started this podcast, I assumed that I would be talking about Sweden much, much more often. Many of the best pop songs, that is the thing that they have in common. A songwriter from Sweden, a production team from Sweden, that sort of thing. And Tovlo, being from there, just has that in her blood for whatever reason. So many of the greats in pop music, ABBA, Max Martin, Ace of Bass, you know, through history have all come from Sweden. And she is no different. One of my absolute favorite pop entities, truly. A really consistent and incredible discography an amazing performer, amazing singer, and just a really nice person. We got to meet her, actually. On Valentine's Day, she played a concert here, and Daryl got me a meet-and-greet ticket, and she was so lovely, and I got to tell her I'd been a fan since, like, her first EP, and she was like, oh, wow, an original. (laughs) Anyway, she's fabulous. I am already finding this week that our theme is talking about these songwriters who are stepping up to the plate and becoming artists in their own right. 
our next artist is probably the best example of that. Her name is Bonnie McKee. Now, Bonnie released her debut album in the year 2004, but after it underperformed, she was dropped by her record label and she took a bit of a hiatus from music. When she returned to music in the late 2000s, it was as a songwriter for people like Katy Perry, for Kesha, Tao Cruz, and you knew I was going to work Britney Spears in here somehow, yeah? Bonnie wrote Britney's number one song, Hold It Against Me. Even more impressively, somehow, she wrote six number one songs for Katy Perry. Wide Awake, Part of Me, Roar, TGIF, California Girls, and Teenage Dream. Just wow. Let that sink in for a minute. This girl deserves her flowers. Anyway, on the back of all of that success, she had another chance to release this album, actually, in the year 2013. When the singles American Girl and Bombastic kind of floundered, unfortunately, she was again let go from her label. Now, Bonnie has decided, I think based on the fact that she's had written so many successful songs, maybe she has a bit of a nest egg saved up now, and she has decided to release this 10-year-old album all on her own, which, badass, first of all, amazing. That is the kind of work ethic we love to see. And people like Ray are proving every day that you don't need a big label behind you to have international, fabulous success on your own terms. Now, Bonnie is releasing this album. It's called Hot City. The song Slay came out a couple months ago. And a lot of these songs are from the original 2013 version. And there are demo versions of them out there. She is re-recording them, giving them more of a modern spin, making them sound a little glossier. Though, I will say, with so many people taking inspiration from the 2000s and from the 2010s, these songs still sound really fresh, uh, even though they have that bit of nostalgic quality, right? So Hot City is the song I'm going to play for you. It is the title track from Bonnie's upcoming album. Please give her a spin. Give her some support. Bonnie is also winning my award for album cover of the week. So if you're following along on the playlist, check it out. It's got such great energy, motion, power, and color. This is Hot City by Bonnie McKee. You can totally tell why she was writing songs for people like Katy Perry and for Kesha, right? That same chanty sort of feeling, that let's party kind of vibe. And working with Max Martin for that long can only lead to you becoming a master in your craft. So I wish a lot of luck to Bonnie. I think she's got it all going for her, really. The visuals are quite fabulous, too. And I just, I like an underdog story. And I, you know, too, see myself as a pop star, even though nobody else does. So I really respect her, and I hope this all works out for her. And I can't wait to hear what else is coming from her. Actually, I remembered, before I forget, this is my favorite fact I found out about Bonnie McKee today. The other song that she wrote that everybody knows is Smash Mouth's All Star. Isn't that wild? That's probably paying enough her residuals for her to put out this album completely on her own. (laughs) In the spirit of Hot City and being young and unemployed, I just want to remind you that you can follow Have We Met 
on Instagram at HaveWeMetPod. Links in the bio there for our playlist, both on Spotify and Apple Music, and the podcast on both of those platforms as well. Below that, you will find a donation link through PayPal. Again, I appreciate any form of support. I'm buying all of these songs on iTunes. I am taking some time out of my week to record these for you. And so if you're enjoying it, if you want me to keep going, please show me some support. Again, thank you to everyone who's already donated. And if you don't have PayPal, shoot me a message on Instagram at itgetsbreader or at HaveWeMetPod, and I can shoot you my email in case you want to send me an e-transfer. I'd really appreciate any support. It makes this all possible, right? The song I have coming up for you right now, you're going to want to throw immediately on your gym playlist. It is by one of my favorite voices in dance music. Her full name is Farida Sariki. She is from Nigeria, but professionally, she goes by Kahlo. She was nominated for Best Dance Recording at the Grammy Awards for her song with Rayton called Rinse and Repeat. Rinse and Repeat sample is like a Beyonce kind of reference. It goes, this is not how I woke up, but it's how I look now which is a great, great song. She's been a go-to voice for a lot of dance producers, you know, including Diplo, The Knox, and her most recent collaborative partners are production team Bill and Ted. Now, Bill and Ted are from London. Their names are Tom Hollings and Sam Brennan. They have done production for many, many of my favorites, including Anne-Marie, Ray, Joel Corey, and many, many others. And they have done, I think this is now their third collaboration with Kahlo. They did a song with her called People Ain't Dancing. They remixed her song last year, Drag Me Out, one of my favorites. And now they give us Feel the Burn. Feel the Burn is a song about feeling like you've kind of fallen out of your routine and wanting to get your ass back in shape. And I don't know about you, but I feel the summer swell hardcore right now and can relate to this song so, so much. It's upbeat it's joyous it's infectious it's everything that you want from a dance floor banger so check out just a little clip of Kahlo Bill and Ted this is Feel the Burn All I really want is a bit more sweat cause when the sun's out buns out guns out I'm feeling myself from my workout let me get these gains pedal to the metal no pain no gain I might be sore but the body ache pump me up give me more than shakes pop me I'm gonna need more place you better get up off of your waist and go has you dancing in your chair. I know it's got me moving. And like I said, Kahlo has so, so many great songs that will make you want to dance. So check her out. Look her up. She's one of my favorites. And if you need me to send you some more recommendations, you can always shoot me an Instagram DM at HaveWeMetPod or at ItGetsBreader. Our next artist we're going to talk about is a Norwegian singer by the name of Sigrid. Sigrid has had music in her life as long as she's been alive. Her parents were big music fans. Apparently, they would always play Joni Mitchell. Her older brother is also a musician. Apparently, she tried to do a performance in kindergarten, and she was crying so much that she had to be pulled from the stage. But that changed very quickly thereafter. She started playing the piano at age 7 and singing at age 13. She was signed to a record label when she was 16 after she wrote a call, song called Don't Kill My Vibe. Apparently, she was in the studio with a producer, and he belittled her, and Don't Kill My Vibe became kind of her response to how that person made her feel. Uh, that song has also been featured in the movie Teen Spirit, which is about kind of an X-Factor-themed singing talent show. It's a great movie. Well, it's a, it's a pretty good movie, but the soundtrack is really fabulous. It's got Robin on it. It's got Ellie Goulding. And a very pivotal moment in the movie is when she sings Don't Kill My Vibe. 
This is apparently the first single from Sigrid's third upcoming album. We saw her last year on tour, and I thought she put on a fabulous show at the Opera House. She has a lot of songs that I really enjoy. Sometimes she tends towards more of a ballad, something a little bit more heartbreaking, that kind of thing. But this song has that melancholy feeling with a little bit more energy. It's called The Hype, and it is about, I guess, breaking up with someone who maybe your relationship isn't what you thought it was going to be. Did I live up to the hype is the lyric. And I wonder if it represents sort of a double meaning for her because when we saw her last year, she was originally supposed to play a bigger venue and she had to downgrade. I think there are certain places in the world where she's really well known, but maybe in Toronto, she just doesn't quite have the the mass appeal that she was expecting. Either way, I loved seeing her in a more intimate venue. I think her music really suits that kind of style. Once you look her up, you'll realize you know a bunch of songs by her. And I'm hoping that this next era will elevate her just a little bit more. I think what might help is a little bit more differentiation in the way she's presenting. She kind of always looks the same. She has a very sort of similar style in in how she presents herself. And I think something a little bit more edgy, something a bit more... I don't know, a groundbreaking in terms of the styling might help the music break through even more because the music is often really, really strong. This is the chorus of The Hype by Sigrid. I meant to say before I played that, too, that the BBC every year does what they call the sound of the next year, basically. And they round up a few artists who haven't really had like a breakout smash yet. And they kind of try to predict who's going to be the next big thing. And in 2018, they predicted that Sigrid would be the sound of 2018. Now, I know a few years have passed since then, but she has had a lot of sort of indie success and does have a big following. So if you like that song or the sound of her voice, I really recommend you check out her two albums, Sucker Punch and How to Let Go. One name you have heard me reference on this show already a few times is one of my favorite, favorite singers. Her name is Ray. She is a UK singer-songwriter. Like I said, she split from her record label last year, and she has since come into her own as an independent solo artist. This isn't technically a new song. It's actually a song from 2016 called Ferrari Horses that has been updated for a TikTok remix. Her voice has been vocoded a little bit, and it's got this, like, almost kind of annoying sound underneath. But as always, I love Ray. I think any success for her is one to be celebrated, especially after she went through such a struggle to get her music released. I'm just going to play the Ray verse of this. It's called Prada, and I hope you like it. I kind of love the idea that an older song that uh, people are just catching on to can have a new life thanks to things like TikTok. That's one thing I do think it is good for. It happened last year with Lady Gaga's Bloody Mary when... It wasn't even on that episode of Wednesday, but someone made a video of Wednesday dancing to it, and it fits so perfectly that everybody needed to see it. Isn't that hilarious? 
I'm hoping for another moment like that to happen, but with an older Britney song, because my girl deserves it. Ray is going to be in Toronto in October, I think on the 7th. She's playing at History, and there are still some floor tickets available. They're only 50 bucks. Last time she was here, it was an incredible show. She pulled me up on stage to sing with her, so I cannot wait to see her again. I don't know if it'll ever live up to that for me, but no matter what, I know we'll have a fabulous, fabulous time, and we'll have an amazing time listening to her music. I mentioned earlier that I think a lot of the best pop music comes from Sweden or you know, the Nordic countries in general. But what I've noticed in the last four weeks is that a lot of the music I've been playing has been coming out of Australia. Our next producer, his name is Fisher. Well, his last name is Fisher. His full name is Paul Nicholas Fisher. His big song is Losing It, which was also a nominee for Best Dance Recording back in the day at the 61st Annual Grammy Awards. Fisher has this kind of grimier, grungier, a more underground sort of sound. Usually, this new one is a little bit more uplifting. It is a duet with a woman named Keita Alexander. Keita is a fellow Australian, and I have two of her songs on my 2023 playlist already. My favorite one is called Queen. It's about her coming home, dancing alone in the kitchen, feeling like she's a superstar, which is, I mean, honestly could be my life's theme song, truly. She has this really light, airy sort of voice. We were talking earlier about how that kind of voice can really complement a sort of deeper, heavier sound in the music, and I think that's what makes this collaboration really float for me. It's got this nice build-up into the drop in her light airy vocals sort of help elevate the feeling and then it drops down into this grimier sort of moment. It's got some nice dynamics that way and I like the idea of um, the lyrics too. It's called Atmosphere and it's sort of about losing yourself in another person's aura. And again, you know, a dance song about being out with someone, being near them, liking the way that feels. It really draws you in and really narrates that experience in a beautiful way. So have a listen, see what you think. This is Fisher featuring Keita Alexander, Atmosphere. I like that one a lot. It's really housey. It's upbeat. It's not too like gritty that it like hurts your ears when you're listening to it. It's something you can put on in almost any sort of vibe at the cocktail bar, at your dance party, at the gym. I'm going to get a lot of play out of that one too. We are not going to stray too far from the dance floor for our next song, but we are going to go all the way back to Sweden. I told you it was going to keep coming up. Our next artist doesn't necessarily consider herself a singer. She doesn't necessarily consider herself a rapper. She kind of inhabits a world in between. You know, that sing-talky, you know, early Kesha, catchy lyrics delivered with a lot of attitude. She goes by the stage name Cobra, C-O-B-R-A-H. You might be familiar with her song Brand New Bitch. She's got a lot of songs out that are really, really catchy, really dancey. All of them are on my NRG playlist. This one rhymes the word manic with iconic somehow. <laughs> and iconic is just one of my favorite words to throw around in a sentence, in a conversation, especially when it comes to a pop song. This has a lot of energy, too. It's a little bit darker. It's a little bit grittier. Give it a listen to Cobra's Manic. I'm not dramatic, I Just got a little panic, I Got into the frantic, I Got into the magic, I'm not dramatic, it just gets a 
again, that just makes my head nod, my hips rock. She says she makes music for gay work workouts. <laughs> That's exactly what she's done with that, and I definitely recommend you check out the rest of her music if you're into that sound. And with that, we only have one more song to talk about today. This episode has flown by for me. I hope it has for you as well, and I hope you've enjoyed some of this new music. It's a great week for new music, which always makes me happy, and a lot of different styles. We are going to stay in Sweden, but we're going to switch the style up a little bit. I was talking earlier about soundtrack songs, you know, narrating what's going on in your life. This next song is called Sunshine Days, and it has that really freeing windows rolled down, car driving along the ocean, that sort of vibe. That's kind of what the chorus is about. We only have a few weeks left of our summer, and so I like this sort of shoegaze, upbeat style of music to kind of carry us through to the end of our summer. Her real name is Lena Hansen, but she goes by Violet Days. She was born in a small village in the countryside of Sweden, where she grew up singing Swedish folk songs with her siblings and finding inspiration in the Beatles, Coldplay, and The Sounds. So you can, I think, hear that sort of singer-songwriter vibe come through. But she has a lot of pop sensibility coming through as well. It's, it's joyous. It's uplifting. It's got a lot of kind of guitar and like rock and roll influence. But it's very, very pop at the center. So if you're in the car right now, you better roll the windows down. Crank this up. Pretend you're in California just heading down the coastline. This is Sunshine Trippin' by Violet Days. That, I feel like I'm going to get stuck in my head. Na, 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 na. How cute. All right, everybody. That brings us to the end of our fourth episode. I hope you are having so much fun with me doing this. I know I am. I've been meeting lots of new music. I've been talking to lots of people about new music. And it's something I've been passionate about for a long time. And it's been so, so much fun to finally share it with all of you. Like I said, I'm prepping a Best of 2023 episode. So keep your ears and eyes open for that. And I will be back next week to go over this coming Friday's newest releases as well. If there's a song that you really loved this week, I'd love to know what your favorite was. And if there's a song you're listening to at home that I forgot to mention, let me know. And maybe I'll throw it on the playlist next week. Once again, you can always catch me on Instagram at Have We Met Pod. The links are all there in case you want to listen, subscribe, rate, share, donate. I appreciate any sort of feedback, any sort of support you can offer me right now while I build my audience. And so I try to make this a full-time gig. Thank you once again for listening. I have been Brett, and it was so nice to meet you. 